Hello, my name is Asher Korn, and I had the pleasure of sitting down with Rain Sebastian Miranda from the band Sunner, that's Sun with four N's, and we talked about music, hobbies, and got to know each other a little bit better. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, my name is Sebastian Rain Miranda, and my pronouns are they, them, his or her, and I am gender fluid represent represent we're throwing hands in the studio <laughs> throwing up signs really cool <laughs> can you talk a little bit about your role in sunner yeah of course sunner kind of started a while ago oh whoa this chair just sank down i just <laughs> lost like at least a foot in the studio here felt pretty good actually now i know what it's like to be not seven feet tall or i'm like six four Welcome to my world. I am five even. Um, I also have like platforms on. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Just got to assert my dominance. (laughs) I know. This probably looks like on the dance floor too. But yeah. Okay. My role in Sonner. I'm the singer and started as the primary songwriter. Currently play with Logan Pace and Ari Looney. Uh, Logan Pace on the drums and Ari Looney on the bass. And essentially, since we've been playing together, it'll start with like a song usually from me, but there's actually a couple that Ari and Logan have primarily wrote the riffs to. A decent portion of our songs start with like some idea that kind of comes from just screwing around and writing like at home alone typically or outside somewhere or just actually jamming and then kind of it'll form into a song like in my mind and we'll basically just kind of work with that and like start to, to play it and just try to figure out like If I don't have the whole thing in mind already, we'll try to figure out like all the other parts together. Some are just like fully written lyrics and the whole composition by me. Yeah, there's a lot that we all completely kind of contribute to the final song. And like playing with Ari, it's been like probably six months or like five months, maybe a little less. But yeah, just all the contributions that he gives to the bass lines. And like, it's just a lot different from our last bass player. And for this album, I think it really worked. There's a lot of, you know, their individual talent and like their contribution in the music. They'd, I feel like everybody in a band should, if you're in a band, you should be like writing together, you know. Even if there's a part of it you're not willing to change, you should at least like be willing to hear that and try to make it work. Because everybody kind of has something to contribute. <laughs> I always think uh, just critical feedback is always such an important thing in whenever you do anything because until you get that it's fully like the way you see it and you're not really necessarily considering how other people see it or like if they see something else or hear something else exactly like two heads are better than one for real and people contribute things that you like you know you might not listen to the same kind of music so all of a sudden there's like this genre kind of being invoked music's weird like that you kind of got to get really weird with it and like certain things work that you wouldn't expect so to have different types of people and have them be willing to like you know, feel comfortable enough to just freestyle it and like try something and you you can hear it when it's right, you know, so it's just, you don't even really have to argue over it. It's just like, yeah or no, <laughs> and then move on and just leave it that way. Sometimes the first time we we jam on a song, it's like done completely. So I'll just be like freestyling sort of. And, but yeah, the lyrics, I think, are all mine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Is there anything, like any kind of story or narrative or overwhelming like theme that you like to focus on when you write music? Yeah, I mean, I guess 
the theme the theme can definitely change i wouldn't say there's like an overarching one but i guess i was thinking about this the other day writing like a press release and stuff but overarching theme music in the beginning for me like when i started listening to it and like actually started connecting to it in a way where i thought oh this is something i can do you know this is available to people who like aren't like i had only heard like radio stuff and like system of a down and like panic at the disco and all that and that was cool and i liked that but it, it didn't connect to like who i felt i was in a way and sort of the emotions that like yeah just the full spectrum of emotions you know like it didn't i never like realized that was like something in music that was present i started listening to ajj in high school and like on the music industry and like a bunch of 90s bands and like stuff from the 70s and the theme that kind of gets me personally is what i feel like music like punk or like you know diy or garage or lo-fi it's all kind of like coming from a place of like deep honesty and empowerment in the sense of your own experience being valid no matter what you're feeling Sometimes songs can have really depressing lyrics, but that doesn't mean that like it's not an empowering song or it's not like a really poignant thing to be able to like go over and feel in your head and experience without judging it and without saying, oh, this is sad. This makes me sad. I guess it's something where, you know, a lot of artists stop playing old songs because they think, you know, I've grown out past this and it brings me back to this place where I was really depressed and stuff which is totally valid and that's their experience and I honor that no no matter what all the artists that do that there's honestly no song that I wouldn't play even if even if it's like really intense or like kind of traumatic I think there's something beautiful about being able to like honor that and not be afraid of getting the residuals you know or just protecting yourself by not going there just like raw authentic full spectrum of emotions and just reality I guess you know Getting stuck in like one thing would be the theme for sure. <laughs> I know I kind of think about all that stuff a lot because it is something you think about with what you're doing and just what you want to put out into the world and honesty and like authenticity for sure. Giving people uh, just the knowledge to know or just the ability to see that you're a human being that's imperfect and like share that information as you would like to in your daily life if you could it was like socially appropriate to talk about all that stuff i mean it can be but sometimes there's not a place for it you know the music's good yeah and i think there's a lot that you can um say in music that you can't really necessarily say to people i'm not the best musician but like when i would write poetry it was a way of you know communicating my feelings in like my inner turmoil whatever like i was going through just like some imaginary person and just kind of venting and just i don't know there was something very soothing about that yeah exactly you're really kind of using a a persona whatever you're feeling like kind of becomes its own persona and you're able to honor that and you're able to like kind of work through stuff in a weird way you know with that energy where you're like broken down tragedy like can be turned into music just as well as like feeling good about yourself or falling in love or something can be a really good song for sure (laughs) I do have a burning question, though. Um, Just something I was kind of wondering, and you don't have to answer if, like, you know, it makes you uncomfortable or anything, but I was just wondering if there's, like, anything specific with, like, the name change of the band, or was that just something that you felt like the new name was just better, or, like, is there any story with that? 
completely secret. I won't talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. It's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Sadbug was just like the first band that I had, really. And it was with my friend Dylan and Nate. And Nate Perkins became a writer. And he's actually doing books now, which is really cool. And uh, Dylan, I'm still friends with. And... But yeah, we all kind of split up and just went separate ways. And that was the name of that band. And then I Logan joined the band and kept it for a while. And yeah, it felt like a good name. There was just a certain point, like around the time we were releasing Spruce Alley, our first debut LP, that I just had some urge to do that. It's like cutting your hair or something, you know, like where at first you're like, oh, God, like, you know, what if I cut my hair off? That'd be hard. I'm not going to do that. And then like all of a sudden one day you're just like, oh, my. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do it in the mirror. like. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like in some ways I kind of outgrew it. I really love that name, and I'm honestly still going to use it for solo stuff and just, like, as a moniker, too. It's kind of like a nickname for me now. So, yeah, I consider that, like, sort of part of the new band. It's, like, almost the, like, uncle or, like, grandfather or grandmother of the the band now, distant relative. I, I like the name Sunner a lot. I really do. I think it's, like just ambiguous enough it's something i like in music i I don't like to i don't want to like make music that you know how you're supposed to feel you know where yeah like the name like not that sad bugs even really that bad with that but i guess it has like a sentiment in it and and you kind of go there knowing like what the band's gonna sound like you know for me just as an artist i think the more ambiguous the name is like kind of the better for me because i there's something about just being surprised and shock and awe Instead of a, a whoa, I fell again. <laughs> Shock and awe rather than just knowing, you know, you know the end of the book already. You know the end of the movie. Like, you know what the set's going to sound like in the back of your mind. Mm. But yeah, expectations are fun to, you know, change. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little, like a local fun fact too, because Slow Caves had an issue like that. Like their first band name was super, like, um... They're Danish, so they had, like, taken, like, a Danish word and made it their band name. But the thing is, is that, like, it's a very, like, common thing to do in, like, the metal community. So they would just get, like, all of these people, like, who were expecting this metal show would just show up. <laughs> and, like, it was, it's these, like, soft little, like, uh. <laughs> like they, they just have, they're a very indie band. And, uh, they had to change it to slow caves just to kind of, like, match their audience That's a little cool. more. I didn't or, know that, actually it's mentioned in like the band in my basement interview like they were oh. very thrown off by it and like how did you know uh, <laughs> wait what's the singer's name so it's uh Jakob Mueller and Oliver Mueller they're yeah, brothers yeah Oliver I think is the one that sent a video for the live stream and unfortunately yeah. it didn't it like compress weird or just like wouldn't play I downloaded it and it was like a gig it was like a full gigabyte and then when I opened it, it was literally like code, like straight up numbers and like letters and stuff in like a huge document. And I was like, I have no idea how to play this. <laughs> Seems broken. But yeah, I unfortunately didn't get to have that on there, Oliver, but I would love to do it again. And I'll be hitting you up for sure. Oliver. Shout out, Oliver. <laughs> Shout out, Slow Caves. But yeah, that actually is a, you know, good transition point. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that was, I think, a really huge deal especially in the beginning of 
like the pandemic and everything is that you started this. I think you started a couple because we were talking about that earlier. Just these live streams to help support local musicians, you know, kind of get their name out there, but also support their art and get like their band camp name out there so people could pay them and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. That was definitely just out of kind of necessity, you know, there's like all these bands wanting to play a show and everybody's just stuck at home at that time and stuff. And we had had all these, you know, all these shows booked for like the next couple of months people going on tour, et cetera. So, you know, you got to do something. And at that time, I think, you know, it was, it was something that, yeah, it started becoming like more of a thing people were doing. So people were used to it. Um, honestly, just me and my friend like ran the whole thing of like all three of those. And it was a really good time. And it was like a thing I totally had to learn how to like set up a live stream to, with like good audio and video and stuff. Yeah, I guess it was just a thing that a lot of people were doing and we realized that we could like try to help some fans out and get people to like donate some money. And I think the other one we like collected donations to for the one was like for our record release that we did for Spruce Alley. And we had a bunch of people play. That was the Diners one. And yes, yeah, Slow Caves was supposed to be on that and stuff. A bunch of local bands. Paper Girl. Paper Girl is a special place in my heart. I too. know. Oh. Shout out Elliot. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. Because if you've been here for the last four years, you probably know Paper Girl. <laughs> but yeah, they're seriously one of the best. I miss all those dudes. They all live in like kind of different places now a little bit. It's kind of far away. But I think they do a postal service type thing where they like all play on each other's tracks and like... Oh, that's really know. cute, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Especially with COVID, it's the perfect time for it. But yeah, live streams are fun. I miss real shows for sure, but it's a really good, you know, thing to do and gives musicians something to do and definitely actually thinking about doing another one soon because it's been a while. It got really saturated with live streams for a bit, but now there's like, I don't know, some ways to do it that I feel like you could host it in a different place and maybe have like just a couple of people, like your friends in the audience and each band just like sets it up themselves, you know, so they could just do it in their living room. That would stay busy. Gotta learn a new skill, you know? Exactly. Gotta make it interesting. You know, do something. And you are going to listen to Forever by Sunner off their newest EP, self-titled, which is Sunner with four N's. The album itself is set to come out on June 15th, but until that releases, KCSU has a super exclusive audio right here on 90.5.
And you just listened to Forever by Sunner. This song is set to come out on June 15th along with the rest of the self-titled Sunner album. That is Sun with four N's. My name is Asher Korn and I had the pleasure of sitting down with the brains behind the operation, Rain Sebastian Miranda, on Sunner, their newest EP, and learning about their band and hobbies. All of that good stuff, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Do you have any uh, quarantine hobbies? Uh, I've been learning mixing and mastering. I guess I've just been like staying busy and keep my body moving around because I'll get all screwed up if I don't do like yoga or stretching or something and go running a lot. But uh, what other things have I been doing? Just art, like a ton of music. I've just been using this time so much to write. I currently have a studio in downtown Boulder that like we kind of get to stay at free of charge. And the guy's been out of town who owns it. So I've been there like every single night recording and writing and just like, you know, using the space. And I kind of do like everything involved in being the band as a manager, the social media, like booking, press emails, you know, this type of thing. Like, but new skills, definitely a bunch of music stuff. Been learning the piano and bass. And the drums, too. I've been learning the drums, and I got pretty good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is on my bucket list, is learning to play the drums, because I think it's so sick. Yeah, seriously, it's fun. It's like, it was hard for me in the past, but, like, something just clicked, and you just get loose and stuff, and just, like, play your, I don't know, it just kind of starts to happen. But I have so much respect for people who are so good now. Mm-hmm. Just like, dude, it's so hard to play fast and make it sound perfect. Yeah, no, seriously, it's so it's so powerful too when they do it. Uh, have you ever seen the Velveteers like play live? Because mm-hmm. there's two drummers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like so in sync with each other, and yeah. it's insane. They share the kit. They like share. I think like three things, two cymbals maybe, and like two drums. That's so cool. They're so good. <laughs> they're one of my favorite bands to play with. And yeah, Paper Girl. I really want to play a show with both those people again. Seriously, with both like definitely my favorite bands from this area for sure if um you could have one show like one one show back to normal everything's like reset would those be still be your lineup or would you pick like um different bands i mean you know if you could pick any band sure but honestly we're doing a split it's like a six-way split rose variety paper girl modern and then two other bands i wish i could remember the full list right now Please don't be mad at me. We'll look at it right now, because why not? You're all good. <laughs> but yeah, seriously. So we're doing a split all together, two tracks each. And it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to it, because those are seriously bands that, like, you know, just looking back, like, it'll be one of the coolest things to be like, yeah, we did the split, like, back in the day, like, before we all blew up. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about local, too, is this, like, I knew them. Like, I know them. They're so cool and famous. Yeah. and. My brain always gets blown whenever I see, like, you know, someone filling in for someone at a show or I've noticed, especially Hotel Wi-Fi has been doing this thing where they like to do collaborations with other local artists. So it's like the cling featuring people in general. And I like my mind just like they exist in the same universe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a crossover. Oh, my God. It's a crossover episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a feat, like a feature on a track. Hotel Wi-Fi has been doing music. Yeah, that's like um, something that Jay's been working on lately is uh, just um, doing 
like collaborations with other artists i know i've been i'm definitely interested in that because this is the perfect time for it that i'm having beck like do some keyboard stuff on a song and honestly everyone on the split i was gonna send him a message and just be like yo you guys want to like listen to the split and just like put something wherever you want in a song like if it sounds you know if you're feeling it the other bands are yale the red scare and oh janet earth for oh, real. God, that's literally. I know, it's stacked. I'm losing my <laughs> mind. I, I need that. I need that in my life. And Those we're all are... like writing, or we're all like kind of just started writing, or I'm actually doing two songs that aren't on our album because obviously you want it to be, you know, good. But it's it feels like everybody just kind of started writing these two songs or started like finishing them and recording them. So it's just like an exciting energy. It'll be out in August, I think, is like our, our date to shoot for. That's so exciting. I'm know, I'm, I'm literally so, so excited. <laughs> yeah, me too, for real. That's my dream split for now. It'd be cool to be on a split with like Built to Spill or Modest Mouse back in the day, Slint, Uranium Club. If not happier, just as happy with our split, our DIY split. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm honestly happier I am, <laughs> for sure. Speaking of, I know that you have an album coming out. Yeah, yes, I have it actually like pretty much ready to go. It's like I've been composing it and just putting some extra stuff on and overdubs. And I was actually going to show you probably after the radio, but I wanted you to hear one song that I'm like really, really proud of. I know that's creeping up soon, though, for sure. But yeah, like I said, I've been working every day on it and it'll definitely be done in time. So, yeah, get hyped. Get us out on all those social medias and streaming services type things. But Bandcamp is like the best for any artist. <laughs> if you want to drop your Bandcamp, you're more than welcome to go. Yeah, it. yeah, it's Sunner and we're Sunner with four N's. So S U N N N N E R dot Bandcamp dot com. That's probably the best place. We put demos on SoundCloud, but on Instagram, we're at Sunner Band. All one word, all lowercase, no spaces. I got that handle. I'm happy. And then there's like a link tree on there where you can kind of check us out everywhere. But yeah, mostly posts on Instagram and all our stuff is on all the streaming services. But Bandcamp's the best place for sure. That's where all the the real cool stuff is. What kind of cool stuff? (laughs) All those demos and B-sides and early release stuff. And I just usually use that to kind of hype stuff up. And I don't know, Bandcamp's like like better place like the community of it's like kind of nicer and they have like Bandcamp daily and stuff where like they do the editorial of like all the staff there they like pick like 10 albums this month on you know whatever it's definitely like a really good place to get noticed actually we got we raised like a thousand dollars for black lives matter with that comp that we did because my homie like emailed them the night before and they saw the email and they put us on the list and we were like one of the first albums on the list of like uh, charity albums for Black Lives Matter and stuff. So yeah, we got like a ton of traffic that day. A lot of people downloaded it, but didn't even like download it because they just like, you know, people don't download music anymore or a lot of people don't. <laughs> so they paid, but then they like didn't actually download it because they were just like, you know, listening yeah. to it and just wanted to support it and stuff. It was a bunch of random people. It was cool. I mean, that's so cool. And also just like, you know, really beautiful to see that kind of side of humanity. I like that quite a bit. Um, And I think it's really fun. 
I am someone who like I will download it because um CDs and you know owning music is really cool. Yeah, it's a flex nice. for sure. Yeah, and it's like special, you know. Like you wouldn't download something unless you really liked it. These days, you know, you can just find it all over. <laughs> I have the only thing I have on my phone right now is is our demos and unreleased Alex G. Every single unreleased Alex G song that exists. There's like a GitHub that like fans just put together like this huge database and there's like straight up like 20 albums on there that aren't anywhere else and it's super cool <laughs> spend most of my time listening to that oh yeah i was thinking of another covid skill i started learning how to work on cars and i've been flipping cars and i've actually been doing like a little cryptocurrency investing because like i really never want to have a job again and i do music full time you know until until music starts bringing like an actual income in for now i my whole life i've been trying to like figure out a way to work for myself where like i can still work music full-time and like not you know work somewhere like more than a couple days a week like for a job finally like in a place it's like totally possible to be your own boss and like i don't know it's honestly one of the best things in the world i just i get to do like everything i love but then make sure that i'm like financially taken care of by flipping trucks and stuff and cars and all that yeah, honestly, I made a bunch of money on Bitcoin because I bought it like a couple months ago and yeah, it like doubled or whatever. So That's so cool. That's cool. Not to brag. It's just nice to like be financially stable for once in my life. kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's also a huge flex. <laughs> so yeah, that and um, I'm trying to get my nonprofit started for DIY Casual. That's like the promotional company that I want to turn it into a nonprofit eventually like the idea is to have a location where like it would be like a makerspace thing that they have at like universities where you can go like just be anybody and just go in and use the studio and like use the art supplies and and it's usually like paid for by charities and stuff but basically something like that but then like have outreach where we go teach kids music at schools and give them instruments and stuff and then like have this location that just like supports whatever medium of like independent arts that like is not only like a learning space but just like a space like we're in right now because that is the most underrated thing to have in anywhere honestly like for most people you know like i i'm i'm not necessarily like you know the the poorest of the poor but we were definitely like lower middle or like lower upper class like when i was a kid and we had a house until I was like eight and then lost it and just lived in apartments and stuff. And it's something I never realized, but like I never had a space to play music. Like I never had like somewhere to record and set up a drum set and set up my guitar and, you know, use that as that space. And it's really a luxury, you know, like, and I, I never realized that growing up, but yeah, to have that is the most important thing to creativity in general. It's the number one enemy of creativity is just the lack of you know space people have to be creative so that's that's what i'm trying to attack i guess is the world becomes kind of a better place like when more of our voices are being heard and people are listening to each other and people are willing to like discover confidence and discover like who they are through like these art forms and stuff I guess like everybody wants to like affect the world or like change the world in a good way. But I think, you know, we can all do that by getting to know ourselves better. And that can be done through any type of art so well. <laughs> Just whatever speaks to you, you know? So yeah, giving everyone a space and shelter and the utility to like do what 
you're doing recording like a whole album or teaching kids how to like be in a band or something i don't know just yeah it would have been really cool to have growing up so i wanted the people to have that <laughs> snaps to that i just <laughs> that is so powerful and i just i love that i love that a lot thanks i appreciate that i got you uh yeah it's it's a real thing for sure you know everybody mm-hmm. can relate with that in some way and that yeah everybody deserves that you know my last question and this is something that i like to do on every podcast i do is just kind of give you the last word yeah i would just say everybody out there just don't be afraid to be yourself and just like be loving when you can and that's really all the you really got to worry about in this life and stuff but i really appreciate everybody listening and i'm really excited about our new album i think it's the best thing i've ever made as far as an album goes and like i get excited talking about it for sure because it's just like I feel like I kind of hit the nail on the head and got really close to the precipice of like, you know, whatever thing that we can't reach, like the mirror, you know, like you can't get through the mirror, but like you can get pretty damn close, essentially. You can touch the mirror. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you can touch the edge of a dark hole. But yeah, you can't really go through it. Self-titled, our sophomore record. And it is an album. It was written as an album and it was written in probably one of the hardest months of my life as an adult and a lot of personal stuff but my grandma passed away earlier this year and then my other grandma passed away like two months ago she stopped eating and drinking because uh she just was sick and stuff and had all these health problems and she was just ready to go it was really actually kind of beautiful and i totally respect and honor her and everything influenced this album like kind of a lot of that was like raw emotion from that time and you know, sorting through personal trauma that I had kind of repressed most of my life and kind of just came back in a flush when I, right when I turned 25 in, a, in one of those ways where you don't realize you kind of forgot all this stuff on purpose because it was just kind of easier. And But yeah, I feel like, you know, this album is around the time that I've gotten to know myself in a way that I have never have. And I think you can really hear that and you can hear something really genuine about you know the experience of just whatever's going on right now and just this time and stuff and just the news and like the world and you know it's just about i think if you hear it you'll like understand and you'll like remember that time maybe and think back to that month because i just know that so many people had such a hard month in november and like december and stuff definitely think it's my rawest most realist thing i've done yet and i really would appreciate it if you guys checked it out. But I love you all very much. My name is Sunner. And it's also uh, Rain. R-A-N-E. I think that's about it. That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you have such a way with words. It's just so empowering. I love oh, that. Sweet. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. Of course. <laughs> all right. Love uh, you, Fort Collins. Oh god. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>